Welcome to the Generations Church Podcast. This is Brian Nugent, and I'm the pastor at Generations Church. Thanks for listening today. We hope this message is an encouragement and blessing to your life. For more information about Generations Church and its ministries, check out our webpage at gctlh.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Luke chapter 10. I started a series last week called, Are You Living Life or Is Life Living You? So maybe you've noticed that there are times in life where you just feel like it's just spinning out of control, your life is spinning out of control, or there are seasons of your life that are just seem uh, chaotic. We're not computers who just churn out information and things regardless of our environment, okay? Uh, we're, we're, we're created by God in, in a certain way, and we deal in this life, we deal with fatigue, and we deal with fear, and we deal with stress, we deal with all kinds of things that affect what's going on in our life, and sometimes we are the masters of our life, you know, the uh, the puppet master, sometimes we feel like the puppet, so in this series, we are, you know, we're going to look at you know, our goal, ultimate goal, is living life with balance and living life with joy. Living life in balance and living life in joy. So we're going to look at what the Bible says about stress and fatigue and soul care, time management, uh, self-discipline, burnout, all of those kind of things. And maybe hopefully reordering our life in a, in a certain way. We're going to look at the pace of life and priorities and decisions. And so we're just going to look at, look at all of that. But, but I want to remind you in the midst of that, we have an invitation from Jesus that says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. So he says in this season... I have not forgotten you when your life seems chaotic, and I have an answer for you that you can find rest for your souls. So that's the the goal of our our series here. So last Sunday, we started in Mark 6. We talked about a crazy day in Jesus' life. You know, it started kind of like a normal day. He's preaching in the church on Sunday. Didn't have that great a service, you know, but they regrouped. And they went village to village, and man, they had a great time. God uh, just made himself known in that, and they were, you know, ready to end the day, have an evening boat ride, a great meal, some rest. And all of a sudden, 10,000 people showed up hungry, okay? So they fed the 5,000, and then later Jesus had to walk on the water, you know, and the whole, the whole story. They're trying to get some rest, and it, this day just kind of just spun out of control. Uh, maybe if you haven't had a chance to listen, it's on our podcast on Facebook, and it's on our, our YouTube channel as well. But just looking at chaos and some things that we can learn in the midst of chaos there. So today... We're going to read, our scripture reading is going to be out of Luke chapter 10, verse 38. It says, and I'm reading out of the Amplified Bible this morning. Now, while they were on their way, Jesus entered a village called Bethany, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who seated herself at the Lord's feet and was continually listening to his teaching. 
But Martha was very busy and distracted with all of her serving responsibilities. She approached him and said, Lord, is it of no concern to you that my sister has left me doing the serving part alone? Tell her to help me and do her part. But the Lord replied to her, Martha, Martha, you're worried and bothered and anxious about so many things. Only one thing is necessary, for Mary has chosen the good part, that is to her advantage, which will not be taken away from her. So I always feel guilty about preaching or referencing this, because Martha is really a good person, you know, but she's been preached against for years. All right, I imagine in heaven, she's going to let the preachers have it. If you see her wagging her finger at me, you'll know what, you know, what has happened. But uh, there's a, there's a, Martha has some great qualities that I just want to acknowledge first before we look into this, pas- this passage. So she loves her family. That's very evident she loves her family. She's a family person. Family is at the center, kind of the core of everything that she does. She lives with Mary. She lives with Lazarus. And you can tell the closeness of their relationship when when Lazarus dies. Ma'am, there was weeping, there was mourning, there was grieving. So, I mean, you can just see that. So, so she is a she's a family person first of all, and also she has the gift of hospitality. Now, it seems to infer in the three times that she is mentioned in Scripture, she's always entertaining, so maybe her, maybe her house was a little larger than most people, but she's the kind of person that loved to get in the kitchen and cook, okay? We love those kind of people, don't we? All right? I mean, she's happy. She's making this big Middle Eastern meal with bread and fish and olives and lamb and, you know, uh, pistachios and fruits and all of those kind of things. I mean, she loves doing that kind of thing. And she has the gift of hospitality that means even though there's a lot of work to do up front and at the end, she enjoys hearing laughter. She enjoys people in her home having a good meal. You know, that's, that's what feeds her. She, you know, she enjoys that. You met people like that? You have, you know, those kind of folks. So those are a couple of things that, that are just of wonderful qualities of Martha. But there's some things also that we can learn from Martha's life, but we also see it in our life as well. It's why I asked the question, are you living life or is life living you? Are you managing your day or is it being managed for you? So one thing in Mary's life, and I see it here, I see it, you know, uh, today is unsustainable pace. She's living life with an unsustainable pace. People are not conscious how fast they are going. Man, they are hurrying through life. They are just flying through, you know, just speed, just as fast as they could go with a pace that is unsustainable spiritually and with their help. Now, Jesus said in verse 40, or, the, or John says, that Martha was very busy and distracted with all of her serving responsibilities. So there's a, she's got this unsustainable pace. We see it in life. Unsustainable pace. How do we get there? How do we get, how do we get there? I want to just give you a couple things. Number one, creeping over commitment. Creeping over commitment. Maybe you're a yes person. You don't like to tell people no. You're a people pleaser. So you've got 
responsibilities, but you just keep adding to, adding to them. You mean right, you mean well, and your heart's in the right place, but no is not in your vocabulary, so you continue to add things over the course of your life, and it's creeping over commitment. Now, I'm going to use the illustration this morning. We're going to get life wisdom from Legos, okay? So here's a Lego. This is you, okay? This is you. You got eight points, eight different connection points there, okay? That's, that's about how much you can maintain and sustain. But you know what? This is what some of your life looks like. Put, put it on the front screen here. Can we get it? There you go. There you go. See the green Lego down at the bottom, all covered up. You're off balance, overcommitted, overextended. You never know that God could speak to you through Legos, did you? You always had a bad experience with Legos when you step on them, right? But this Lego can draw you closer to God, overwhelmed with responsibilities. Now look. She's walking in what she loves, the gift of hospitality. But it just got out of hand. It got, it got out of hand. She's doing something she loves, but there was no boundary to it. So now, you know, now she's got herself a problem. Now here's where unsustainable pace happens. Now we're overcommitted, and we have to work faster to get all of our commitments done. We've, at, we've added things that we shouldn't, so now, now I've got to work faster and most, to get my commitments done, and most of the time it doesn't work. Most of the time it does not work. We've got too much crammed into our life with no realistic time frame to get any of this stuff done. We're just like the Lego, overcommitted, overextended, and then we feel bad when we let people down. We hate saying no. We, we, we have to go tell them, I'm sorry, I've, I've missed this. So look, what starts out in life as a blessing and, and, and life-giving to us now starts to consume us. It starts blessing and life-giving and now overwhelmed, overcommitted, and now we're consumed by this and we're trying to juggle so many things but what you don't realize, you're not juggling it all. You're dropping a good bit of it along the way. So unsustainable pace occurs with creeping, you know, creeping over commitment, something else. How about procrastination? Oh, we're going to have revival this morning. Procrastination. No self-discipline to our, to our lives. No order. We just continually put things off put things off, especially things that we dread or that are not life-giving to the procrastinators. They only see the deadline. What's the, when, when do I have to have this done? With no allowance for delays, no allowance for change, no, no, uh, no plan for interruption. So when you procrastinate, now, now you have to speed up to get it all done unsustainable pace 
in our life. We have to work early or we have to work late. Or we call and see if we can move deadlines. Or we cut corners along the way with quality because now we've got ourselves, we've got our, we've got ourselves a, a problem here. So unsustainable pace, overcommitment, procrastination. Proverbs says we should look to attain wisdom and discipline. Discipline, saying no for acquiring a disciplined and prudent life. That's what he says is important, having a life with some kind of balance, having a life with some kind of priorities in it. So what are, what are the results like unsustainable, unsustainable pace? What happens when we start to live our life this way? Well, it kills our joy and appreciation for life. Okay? Because all life is now is just a grind. It's just pressure. From the time your feet hit the floor, it's just work. You know, it, there's no joy. There's no fun. There's no enjoyment for life that God's given us because of, of this unsustainable pace. All right? So every October... Becky and I try to get away for a few days or, you know, for a week. We've done that for a long time. We do family vacation, and then in October we do the fun vacation, okay, uh, with no kids. So uh, I had told her, you pick where we're going this year. Now, some of you know the backstory. Last year, Becky's father was in bad health and living in Birmingham. She was trying to deal with that. Ultimately, we had to bring him here. He lived with us for about a month just trying to get his health restored. Uh, we found an assisted living here, you know, in Tallahassee. We put him in this assisted living. He was there for about five weeks. He got very sick, had to go in the hospital. While he was in the hospital, he contracted COVID and never came home, and we, we buried him in August. It was a really tough season, you know, for her. So I'm just going, you pick. Where do you want to go? You've been through a hard season. Where do you want to go? So she told me. I want to go to the Northeast. I want to go to, like, Vermont and New Hampshire, and I want to look at foliage, okay? Now, let me just tell you, my, my vacation strategy is completely different, all right? I, I'm, I'm about adrenaline. I want to go places I haven't gone. I want to see things that I've never seen. I want to do things that I've never done. You know, like some of you that like to go to the beach and you just lay there for seven days, I would die on the beach of just boredom, Okay. I'm just not that way. So she was just telling me, yeah, I mean, we can drive through, and there's covered bridges and all of that. I'm like, yeah, oh, wow, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so the day we were supposed to buy the, the tickets, <clears throat> I said, hey, I got one more thought for you. I got one more thought before we buy these tickets. How about you and I go to Canada? We will fly into Montreal. We will, we've never been to Montreal. We'll do the city. We'll stay in a nice hotel. We'll take the high-speed rail. We'll go to Quebec, French-speaking Quebec, little Paris. Man, we'll stay in a nice hotel. Man, that will be great. We've never been there. What do you think about that? She said, no, I just think I want to go to the Northeast, okay? So you know what? <laughs> I learned... Don't ever commit a vacation based on someone's grieving because there's no walking back from that. So we buy the tickets. We go. We start at Cape Cod. It was nice. You know, just uh, went, went to Martha's Vineyard. It, it was nice. Provincetown. Uh, I've never been there. Flew into Boston. All of that. The next day, the next day, 
you know, we start driving through Massachusetts and we get up into, into Vermont, okay? Now, if you've ever been to Vermont, there's not like any interstates or really a lot of highways. It was just this slow trek, about 35 miles an hour, and you stop from town to town, okay? Like, so the first part, I'm just dying. You know, like, you can't even drive fast here. You know, just, but I'm being the good husband, all right? But let me just tell you something. After a couple of hours, you know, when you slow your pace down, you start to see things that you've never saw before, okay? And you start to notice things that you've never noticed before when your pace is slower. So over the next couple of days, I'm the one that's stopping. I'm reading the plaques along the way, you know. I'm, I'm going around the cities again because these little cities really just started to pop, the beauty of the cities. And I want to tell you, the foliage just started. Where did that come from? When did that, when did that become beautiful? You know, red in the trees means it's filled with sap. You did not even know that, did you? All right, we do the whole thing. We do Maine. And I just want to tell you something. At the end of the week, I really enjoyed that vacation. Okay, now you're thinking I'm in trouble with my wife. That's why I'm making good on that. No, I really, I mean, I, I enjoyed that. But part of that was that as my pace slowed down, my appreciation for, for the moment grew. It, I, you know, so I'm going slower, but yet I'm enjoying things because life is not just about the destination. It's about the journey in between and we can live in such fast-paced lives, destination to destination, high-speed rail, Montreal, Quebec, nothing in between, that you miss that there are some beautiful covered bridges, that there's some lighthouses along the way when the ocean is crashing up against that. So I'm just saying unsustainable pace, it kills our joy and our appreciation for life. You don't, because you don't have the opportunity to see it and enjoy it. There's things along the way that God wants you to see and appreciate. We went to a, you know, it was like a, a, a monastery, Catholic monastery. Okay, we stopped. A man had not left there in 33 years. Wakes up every morning at 4.30 to pray. I mean, I drove off that mountain. My wheels are spinning. I'm like, but you never, unless you, unless you, Slow down. I mean, you'll never have joy and appreciation for life. How about uh, uh, other results of, of unsustainable pace? It limits creativity. It limits creativity. If you're a right-brained person, you are used to doing things with style and flair. Okay? But, but when you're going so fast, your creativity is just limited, and you're just throwing things out there that wouldn't normally kind of have your, your, your fingerprint on it at all. It kills creativity, okay, or limits creativity. It rushes decision-making. It rushes decision-making. You don't have time to think. There's no time for internal introspection at all. You don't have time to go to the wisdom of other counselors at all because of this fast pace that you are on. It rushes decision-making, and sometimes you're not making the right decision. You're just making the quickest decision, okay? 
So I have a little video I want to show you. This takes place in England. There we go. So here's the forklift coming down. Stop, please. Stop. 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 Let me get that back. We'll get it. So here's a guy. He's working on a forklift. All right. He's got to make a decision. Now, on the forklift, he's working at a cheese factory in England. Okay. So he's got to get so much up per day. All right. So go ahead and go. Play it. He's got somebody in his path. Oh, boy. I mean, if you got to go, going in a river of cheese is one way to go. And he's fine, okay? But sometimes when you rush decision-making, instead of being patient, instead of being patient, all right, that's some of you. That's some of you. You rush. You have this pace so you don't have time to evaluate, talk to people. So you just, you just make a decision and you make a mess out of everything, okay? He's fine. Took him three hours to get him out of all the cheese. I think he kept his job. Who knows? Unsustainable pace also ignores our need for God. Ignores our need for God. And we see that when Jesus talks to Mary. Our devotional time, what goes? Unsustainable pace. Devotional time, church attendance, lack of spiritual focus, care and concern about others. You don't have time to care. You don't have time to be concerned. You don't have time to do anything. It's all, it's all gone. You lose a, a sense of what is important when it comes to relationship, your relationship with God. And many times that affects your family as well. When you're overcommitted and you're living this pace of life and you're ignoring your spiritual needs, they're the ones that are bearing the brunt of, of your unsustainable pace. Have you ever heard Anyone use this sentence, I am living life at an unsustainable pace, but my walk with God is going great. You ever heard anybody say that? Because usually it's, it's one of the things that go when we're overcommitted and we're living, living life too fast. Jesus used a word with Martha that I want to I mention. He said, you're distracted. He said, you're busy and you're distracted, okay? You're distracted. Very important for us this morning because, like, her, her values had not changed. She still loved the Lord. She was still a follower, but now she's just distracted, okay? So for many of you, you know, like a life of ill repute, you would never do that, but you can be distracted easily, okay? which kind of lends to the same thing when we, when we are ignoring our walk with God. We're distracted. We've got our eyes on so many things in our life that we've ignored our walk with God, our relationship with God, church, service, the needs of others, because we don't have another slot in our life. We're way, we're way overcommitted. So we can see that from Martha's life. We can see unsustainable pace. And there's something else that we can see in verse 41, he says, uh, Jesus says to Martha, 
Martha, you're worried and bothered and anxious about so many things. Worried, bothered, and anxious. Not just about what's going on here, but she's got some other things going on in her life as well. Let's talk about stress. Let's talk about stress for a minute, okay? Responsibility is part of life. <clears throat> when you're an adult, you know, you grow up, you got real job, you got real bills, you got your, your, your stuff going on at work, you want to do well, you've got, you know, home, you're where, where you live, you got to pay your taxes, <clears throat> you got all life responsibilities. If you're married, You've got marriage relationships to take care of. If you've got kids, you've got, you know, family issues to take care of. It's just part of life responsibilities. It's not a curse. It's just, you know, it just, you know, it just happens. It just happens to everyone, okay? So I have an image that I want to put up here of a bridge. I want you to keep it in the front as long as you can, okay? So here's a bridge, all right? All the weight and the load of the bridge is carried in 12 different points on this arch bridge. The weight is equally distributed in 12 areas. And it doesn't really matter like how much weight, trucks, traffic go over that because there's equal distribution of the load. And as long as there's an equal distribution of the load, then, man, it'll just handle more, more and more weight. Now, the term stress doesn't come from the doctor. The term stress in actuality comes from the world of physics and engineering because stress is an unplanned uh, weight in a concentrated location for a prolonged period of time. So uh, that's where we, so we get the term stress you know, when, when, when uh, there's an, an unplanned weight concentrated for a prolonged period of time. We also hear another term called metal fatigue that when it's bearing that weight over a period of time, the, the, the metal kind of gets worn out, worn out. So what, what, happens, what, uh, what, what happens, you know, as long as there is equal distribution of the weight and the load, we're good, okay? That bridge is good. But stress happens like with one of those arches kind of gives way, and now the bridge, the other parts of the bridge have to start carrying a load that they weren't designed for, you know, because they something else, something is out. One of those arches is out. Stress, let's, let's put the next bridge up there, put the next bridge. Stress is our body's response to unplanned or unusual pressure or load, okay? So, so we've got all of our life responsibilities and we are handling them well. Can we, let me, let me keep that back up there. We're, we're handling them well, all right? And then all of a sudden, something happens in our marriage. we got a financial issue. There's an employment issue. We get a medical diagnosis. There's a relational issue. Then all of a sudden, man, you know, something happens, and now we, we've been able to handle this, but now we're buckling in some area, and now there's certain parts of our life we're handling a, a load that we cannot handle anymore. Now look at this. Look at this. All right. Because what what happens all, first, you don't always see it. You know, people cover, and there's a great amount of stress, so it's imperceivable sometimes 
when things are happening. You're just carrying things and nobody knows. I mean, you're, you, you feel down. I mean, you're, you know, you've got, you're, you're just overwhelmed in your heart, but nobody sees or nobody knows. But then what happens after a period of time is that cracks start to appear, okay? Now other people can see it. This inordinate stress, we should be able to handle this, but now, now it's, a, it's, a, it's concentrated, it's concentrated in, in one location. Cracks begin to show. And let me say, thank you, you can take that off. When cracks begin to appear, collapse is not far behind. When cracks begin to appear, collapse is not far behind. So I just want to read you a list of a few things. To some of it, you may have internalized it and you're handling it, but you, you realize there's a struggle. Or some of these are cracks that are starting to appear, to appear. You're always in a hurry, an unending task list, no or a few days off. When you do have a few days off, you use it to catch up on unfinished work. Do you have people telling you to slow down? You feel guilty when you relax. You're overly emotional, irritable, impatient. You're moody, okay? Sometimes you cry. Sometimes you yell. That's a sign, man, that this thing is, is loading on you. When you're yelling at people, when you're irritable, that's a, a crack that is showing in, 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 in your life. You have a hard time going to sleep or staying asleep. You feel fatigued all the time. You forget things. You, are, you feel guilty over missed family time. You find yourself leaning on prescription medication, alcohol, or other types of drugs. Uh, you have a low resistance to temptation. Huge. And when you're so stressed, that's when temptation can occur. Binge eating or no appetite. You prefer to be alone. You see a general health decline. Clouding your judgment, hard to make decisions. Your body is at home, but your mind is far away. Okay? Now, to some, to some of you, you, you see you notice some of those things in your life. Okay? And you're like, hey. And I'm just telling you, that's a warning sign to some of you. To some of you, the cracks are already showing. The cracks are already showing. All right? But w when cracks appear... Collapse is not far behind. So, unsustainable pace, stress, what's the answer? What's the answer, okay? So, I'm going to use this sentence several times over the next few weeks. We need to change the things that we can change and give the other things to God, okay? We need to things that change the things that we can change and give the other things to God. So, listen to me. You got yourself into this situation, okay? And now, for a lot of it, you're going to have to get yourself out. You can come down to the altar this morning, and you can, you can pray and ask God to help. But unless you go back and reorder your life, it will only have limited impact. God didn't make you. God didn't ask you. God didn't put you into that place. Just sometimes it occurs over a period of time. So when we're talking about unsustainable pace and stress, you know, sometimes it's not just a God thing. Sometimes there's some things in our lives we got to get cleaned up. I told you at the very beginning, living our life in balance and with joy. 
and we find ourselves overcommitted, overextended, who, who, where did that come from? It, it came from you. Okay, so, so there's some things in your life that you've got to go clean up, first of all. So when it comes to unsustainable pace and creeping overcommitment, we got to get some things off the plate. Okay? You, yes, people, you know, like, you have a good heart. But there's going to be some conversations you need to have with some folks that go like this. Hey, I know I told you that I could do this. And in my heart, I wanted to do it. I simply cannot do that anymore. And I'm sorry. Okay? That's the talk you've got to have with some folks. Okay? You can pray and ask God for strength after strength. But if your life is out of balance, you've got to bring it back in balance. Okay? Hey, I'm sorry. I know. I know I signed up. I know I committed. I know I said I would do it. But, hey, I'm giving you like a two weeks notice and then I got to back off. I got to, I got to take care. I got to take care of some things. Okay. That's part that you have to handle. That's part that you have to handle. When it comes to stress, acknowledging that stress is revealing a breaking point and it requires a response from me. Okay. So when I'm calling some of those things out, maybe people have said that to you. Maybe you felt it in your heart. But maybe the cracks are already emerging to other people, and people have said things like that to you, okay? Well, you've got to go clean some of that up. You've got you to go find out what the pressure point is, what's not working, what's caused to, to bring you into this, and you, you've got to start working on that, and God will help you. But let me just say, this just isn't something that you come to the altar and we anoint you with oil and everything is good. When your life's out of balance... You've got to make some hard choices to bring that back in balance so that you can enjoy the life that God has given you with good health and with joy, okay? This life is not supposed to be a burden and a grind that just crushes us down every day. So some, sometimes we've got to go, we've got to reorder some things. We've got to reorder some things in our life, all right? Look at the stress areas, the cracks. Walk back on some of our commitments, okay? Unless that's to Bo Walker. He'll cry if you back out on him, but I just want to say that. I'm just kidding. And I want to say the last is let your relationship with God begin, if that's never been, or to reemerge, okay? In this thing, we got to put some priority on some things. So Martha, Martha saw Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus, okay, listening. She's looking at her, but in actuality, she's looking in the mirror. She's seeing herself, okay? She's, she's looking at, at, at Mary, but, but, but she's looking at, you know, kind of looking at the mirror. Sometimes, I mean, when you see other people's devotion and their passion to God, sometimes that is a sign to us, man, that our spiritual life is just off track. All right? So she sees this, but she doubles down back on unsustainable pace and stress. She tells Jesus, tell her she needs to come help me. She's trying to pull someone into her world. And Jesus said, you've got that wrong. 
Martha, you are worried, bothered, and anxious about so many things. But only one thing is necessary, for Mary has chosen the good part, that which is to her advantage, which will not be taken away. Hey, 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 you're trying to pull her in the kitchen. You're trying to pull her into this vortex of overcommitment and unsustainable life because people will do that, okay? He's like, that's, what you, that's not what you need, all right? You need to let what's in the kitchen stay in the kitchen. And you need to come kneel down here. Can I tell you, to some of you, you got all these plates that you're spinning, all these things that you're trying to accomplish, and you're missing the most important thing, okay? And that's your personal walk with God. That's, that's the life-sustaining part of your relationship with God that can help you through some of these times. But we ignore it. We just ignore it. She's wanting to be back in the kitchen. Lord, give me some help. You know, he's going, no, no. She's picked the right thing. And it would be of great advantage to you to leave the food in the kitchen. All right? And kneel down here with her and sit. But what about all the other things that won't be able to, to be done? Let them go. Let them go. Because there's a time that you need to be down at the feet of Jesus. Okay? Worship team, you can come. You can come this morning. Like, we ignore, we ignore our, our relationship with God. but we want to allow our, our relationship with God to begin and, and reemerge, okay? And I'm just telling you this morning, listen to me, if I ever feel like I have preached just something that I felt quickened from the Holy Spirit to this church, it is this morning, okay? All right? I'm just telling you, for some of you, this is a warning from God, Okay? This is a big, red, flashing light to the direction that you are heading, and the Lord is going, stop. Okay? Because when you crash and burn, what good are you to other people? Okay? Like, you're trying to sustain all this. But then there's a day... There's a day that the body doesn't function anymore. It's called a nervous breakdown. When all of the, all the senses go, I can't process anything anymore. And you just shut down. Can't go to work. Normally in the hospital. Normally you gotta, all the things that you're supposed to do, you know, at that point pull back, all this stuff. Sometimes the doctor said, you, you don't have a choice now. You don't have a choice, all right? You don't have a choice. So I'm just saying to some of you this morning, this is a warning from God. He don't want you to see life as a grind. It's supposed to be joy. It's supposed to be with joy. I'm walking through a store in Vermont looking over 30 different types of cheeses, and it's just like the most fascinating thing I've ever seen. Here's his promise. I love this. I love 1 Peter chapter 5. Okay. Please put that on the screen there. 
It says, after you've suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Okay? Man, you've been buffeted. been a hard season of life. Man, you've, you've, you've lived with the accelerator down. You've lived cracks appearing everywhere. Once you kind of get some of that cleaned up, there's a promise. There's a promise for right now. So when you've suffered a little while, he's going to restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Okay? He hasn't forgotten you. All right? So there's some things that God will do on the inside. He's going to restore, which means he's going to bring back to its original condition. He's going to restore it. Okay, He's going to heal you. He's going to restore. He's going to confirm you. He's going to speak to you. He's going to remind you that he loves you of your plan and purpose. He's going to He's going to confirm you there, remind you of his love and identity and position. He's going to strengthen you, okay, which means he's going to, he's going to make you stronger from a, from a weakened position. He's going to add strength to you from a weakened position. He's going to strengthen you, and he's going to establish you. He's going to put your feet back down on a permanent basis. He's going to establish you. You've been through a tough time. Now we're ready to go on another part of life, okay? That's a promise. That's a promise. But it's going to work hand in hand with some of you doing some things in your own life. Would you stand with me this morning? Would you stand? So here is the words of Jesus. Come to me. All of you who are tired and have heavy loads, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke, my teachings upon you. Learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Okay? So we haven't forgotten you. We haven't forgotten you. He's got it. He says, Come. Come. He didn't want you walking in all that. He didn't want you not sleeping at night. He didn't want you to wake up in the morning and you just you feel sick at your stomach with everything that goes on. That's not the life that he has. He says, come and I'll give rest. I'll give rest. Would you bow your heads with me? Thank you, Lord. 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 Hey, if you're, if you're here today, if you're here today and you would just say, Pastor, I have some pace issues, I got some commitment issues, I got some procrastination issues, I'm seeing, I'm feeling stress, I'm seeing the emerging, you know, uh, the, the, the emergence of stress in my life. I just need prayer this morning. Really quick, would you just raise your hand up and down? Just say, would you remember me this morning? Would you just pray with me this morning? Just raise your hand up and down. Yeah, just say, pray with me this morning. I got some, I got some stuff I need to, to get right. Thank you, Lord. 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 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. So, Lord, I pray for those in this room. God, I pray those that raise their hand this morning, Lord, who are living life faster than you intended. Lord, I pray for those that who meant well, but they're way overextended, Lord. I pray over them this morning. I just pray over them. I pray for those who feel great stress this morning. There's no joy in their life. Lord, it's just, it's just duty, obligation. Lord, it is just, it's just a grind. I pray over them today. God, I pray. I pray. And God, I, I ask you to give strength in some areas, Lord, conversations they need to have, changes that they need to make. Lord, Proverbs says that you want us to live a disciplined life. Lord, you want us to have a balanced life. So God, I pray, I pray through the Holy Spirit, you would help them disentangle. Lord, live a life of balance and commitment. God, I pray, I pray you would speak to them. God, I pray you'd speak this morning. And, Lord, I just pray for the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit, Lord, to give strength, to give strength this morning. God, I pray, I pray that you're going to restore. God, you're going to bring restoration to their life, back to that original state. God, you're going to confirm them. Lord, you're going to speak and go, I have a plan, I have a purpose. You're going to, make, you're going to strengthen, Lord. You're going to strengthen it, Lord. God, I pray. I pray, I pray. God, I pray you'd do that work. I pray you'd do that work. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Generations Church Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the message today and pray God's greatest blessings on you. For more information about Generations Church and its ministries, check out our webpage at gctlh.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, 